Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, 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 and welcome to this special edition of the Nile or Nine podcast, issuing our regular programming of myself and Andrea talking about new music. The episode that dropped this week features us talking about the national and it takes a village, amongst other things. But for this episode, we're going to do something a bit different based on the How Music Works series I did for the Irish Times, where I talked to people about the work that they did in music. Uh, we are going to be talking to Will Rolfe, booker and promoter with Pod Concerts, alongside Jenny Hayden, who is the PR for We Are Redhead. And both Will and Jenny have been working on uh, Forbidden Fruit, uh, the festival um, run by Pod Concerts for the last four or five years. And uh, we had a nice chat and talked about the realities of booking large festivals, how the lead-in time has changed based off uh, longer lead-in times and uh, albums and artists doing things uh, way far out and planning things much farther ahead, how that affects the lineups, how new music can break at festivals. We talked about looking after yourself as a promoter or a person who works in music when the festival season is now no longer just confined to the summer, it no longer takes a break, so finding room to give your head some space as well bring discovery and new elements into a festival like Forbidden Fruit. And of course, we talked about how Pod are honouring and learning from the sudden and saddening passing of John Reynolds, the Pod promoter, the guy who started everything in terms of Pod, who started the picnic and uh, who started all together now and uh, was absolutely instrumental and number one as the person who started Forbidden Fruit as a city festival, one of the first of its kind in Dublin. Um, He passed away in October and the guys have had to suddenly deal with that and uh, we talked a little bit about how they are doing that and how they are looking to honour John who had a very independently minded promoter and a very strong presence and uh, yeah so this is uh, our chat with uh, both Jenny Hayden and Will Rolfe. Forbidden Fruit is on on June 1st to 3rd in uh, the Royal Hospital Kamenum in Emma on Dublin 8. Saturday's lineup includes the likes of Skepta, Danny Brown, John Hopkins, Mallgrab, Kojak, uh, Honey Dijon, 
Sunday's got Muramasa, Marbu State, Paul Cockbrenner, Laurent Garnier, Peggy Goo, Midland, uh, Polo and Pan, Ross from Friends, and Empress of, amongst others. And then Monday is a slightly different kind of vibe. It's got the likes of Elbow, Fontaine's DC, Julian Baker, Glasshouse doing uh, Bonnie Ver. That'll be great. And Spiritualize, RYX, Saint Sister, Join Me in the Pines, Pillow Queens, and more. So. If you're interested in going to that, it is um, June 1st to 3rd, ForbiddenFruit.e for more details. Um, and enjoy our chat with uh, Will and Jenny from Forbidden Fruit. It's a few days out from Forbidden Fruit now. I mean, how many Forbidden Fruits have we got now? How many deep are we? This is the ninth year. The ninth year. Um, Nine the years. best number. About, well, <laughs> every year we're going to say it's the best number. I well, think. I'm saying it's the best number. Okay. Nine. Yeah, we'll go with nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when did the process for this festival, this year's festival, begin for you guys? I think we probably started working on it June last year. June last year. So same same month as 2018 edition. Yeah. Has that, that process got longer over the time since you started? 100%. When I started in 20. 14 we kind of started in november december and now looking into 2020 i've started now i actually started in april yeah so it's it's a really long process and it's which is kind of good in a way but it's very hard to split up thinking about something which is a couple of days away and also thinking about something which is a year away yeah like you have to for you as a as a booker you have to like consider who's going to be who's going to sell some tickets who's going to be popular in a year like it's really really difficult and i think it it's because that's the way of the market at the moment and other festivals everyone wants to work earlier and i don't necessarily think it's 100 percent right but there's times where you don't know there's no right or wrong answer with that if you start working in december and you start working now the the proof is kind of in the results of the show and yeah if you if bands are telling you they're going to release records earlier or that they're going to tour earlier there's probably no difference it's like they're going to a good band saying they're going to release a good record it doesn't matter if they tell you in october if they tell you in june but it does in a way for you know the competition in terms of promoters the the differences in terms of if it's a new band and it's one of those breaking bands yeah. say like you had skepta what two three years ago three years ago three, yeah. yeah and just on the cusp of breaking really at that time for yeah. me and a really good time to get skepta where if you were booking him a year or two before maybe you wouldn't get the same impact so yeah i think the booking process might start now but that will go all the way up until February, March next year. There's, it's always in limbo in terms of you want to get your headliners confirmed first, but you have time to find those new artists mm. who are breaking. Yeah. And I think that's always going to be the case. You should never jump in and try and get the whole thing done in a week. Yeah. You need to let it progress through time and save some back to find those new artists. Yeah. So we talked before uh, for the How Music Works for the Irish Times about your background and stuff. So uh, you actually grew up near Kilmainham in local boy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how does that uh, feel to be like putting on a festival in your backyard, essentially? Um, it's it's a strange one, I think, because it's definitely got a surrealness to it because 
and I went to the first Forbidden Fruit in 2011. I was quite young at the time and still remember it very, very clearly. And probably the two or three years I went after that and that year would have never thought I would have been involved with it. Didn't even dream or like want to be involved. It was never a career path or something which I envisaged. Yeah. But I really was interested by it and loved it and was inspired by certain things I saw in it and just having that so local to where you live and grow, grew up is a very important thing I think and um, to now being able to reflect back of something which I went to nine years ago and this being my fourth year involved is a weird feeling but it also feels like the last four years has happened very quickly yeah like I, I still can't believe that it's four years later and the, we're planning the 10th anniversary next year. Yeah. It's sure. a very, it's a strange film. Yeah. Jenny, for yourself as uh, someone involved in the festival in the mm -hmm. PR capacity, um, when did you start getting involved? In the same, actually, I started the same time as Will. So okay. I'm a, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and same, I was at the first ever Forbidden Fruit 2 and I just, I thought it was brilliant. And what I loved about it was the fact that it was in the city centre. It was the first city festival, really. In Dublin, yeah, and it's, like, very, it's very strange yeah. to think yeah. that, that like we look back now and nobody could imagine Dublin without having city centre festivals and there's yeah. so many different iterations of it mm. at the moment and there has been over the last couple of years but to think in 2011 that there hadn't been a festival like that there hadn't been a festival in Kilmainham yeah. um is a really strange thought and to see how quickly things have developed in that short space of time and to be involved with that is yeah it's an amazing thing yeah seriously so the thing that you know you're talking about those kind of the maturity of festivals really and you know how there's now so many of them as well so how do you ensure that forbidden fruit stays like it because it has that city festival vibe it does have something unique going on but how do you make sure you you guys stay excited and interested about all that stuff and keep other people excited about it i think there's lots of reasons from the programming of the festival that's especially with forbidden fruit because of its setup as being you can buy a weekend ticket singular days it always to a degree is going to come down to the lineup yeah so you need to, you need, what we try and do is keep a quite mixed lineup across the three days to attract different generations of people, people who went to Forbidden Fruit nine years ago, or people who might be going to Forbidden Fruit for the first year. And there's challenges within that, but if you get it right, it can work really well. I think nobody wants, well, in my opinion, nobody wants something which is just earmarked just for them. Mm. There should be, you should be able to go to a festival and see acts, you know, but also see ones you've never heard of before, no matter what age you are. If you're yeah, in totally. your early forties yeah. or if you're in your early twenties, you should be exposed to acts from different generations. And I think that's a good thing with making like programming festivals is having that difference. And it goes for genre as well. You shouldn't just go to something because it's one type of genre. You should go to something to listen to different music like music yeah. is a thing it shouldn't be defined just by genre yeah i think that's one of the the most understated things and the values of festivals is that like almost multiculturalism and and the polymath of, of of all of music that is present there that is like what people are really attracted to even though they don't know it you know if you're, like you said if you're going to a, like just a straight up dance music festival you pretty much know what you're getting but if you're going somewhere that has a mix of things you, that discovery is a key part of it you know when we're like being a forbidden fruit and watching the likes of Kalela and stuff like that and you know just seeing people react to her and you know that's kind of almost as good as seeing like your favorite artists just like watching other people react to those kind of things so 
With that in mind, is there anyone on the lineup you think is has that potential this year in terms of uh, what you've got at Forbidden Fruit this year? I I think it's going to be different for every person. They're like uh, what you mentioned there about discovery. Um, for myself, when I first went to Forbidden Fruit, I discovered lots of music and artists I hadn't listened to before, and it's there's certain artists who I might see on the lineup who might excite me for the first time in the season, but for somebody else, that could be a completely different yeah. artist. So I'm not asking you to pick a favorite. <laughs> I'm not allowed to do that. Exactly, exactly. You can't do that. But um, uh, I think obviously Skepta and Moramasa, this is the first time they've headlined festivals in Ireland. Yeah. So that's a huge deal for both of them. And I think from seeing both of them do shows in different times at Forbidden Fruit, uh, to then step up to that mark, I think they'll both do amazing performances. Um, a couple of others who I think are noteworthy. Um, obviously, Laurent Garnier has always had an amazing, rich history with Pod and with Dublin, and I think his show will be incredible. Roy X plays his debut on the Monday. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Artist. Yeah, yeah. I'm not totally familiar with him. I'm just kind of getting a little bit from. Yeah, I think I actually did a homework. show with him in 2016 a part of a band he's in called Howlin'. And I was very surprised for somebody with his kind of indie electronic uh, kind of facing artist that he'd never played Ireland before. And yeah, his new record's amazing. And I think it would be a brilliant show on the Monday. Yeah. What about the Irish angle then for you guys in terms of you've always been very good at doing, uh, pushing the Irish angle at this festival, especially and giving uh, good slots to those kind of bands as well. Um, Jenny, what are you looking forward to seeing this or what do you think people should look out for? There's tons and tons of awesome Irish music out there at the moment and really, really well represented on the bill, I think. Um, so there's the likes of kind of the, you know, Kojak and JLOL and and uh, then the other Irish artists, Saint Sister. Though, I mean, there's a big eclectic mix and there's some de- like Malachi, I think, is one to definitely check out that I'm excited about. Um, there's a there's a there's a lot. And He's a, lot a very of new artist, right? Yeah. Super yeah, yeah, yeah. new. So I think, I think when we're programming it, um, we try and give space on the festival for new artists and not just space where it's opening stages, that there is a stage, which this year we're collaborating with District Magazine on, where it's one of the core main stages at the festival. It's right in the middle of the site and it's a platform for new artists who might not have full hour long shows to come and play for 25, 40 minutes. Um, and last year, one of the bands that did that on the Monday were the Fontaines. And obviously what happened to First Aid Kit last week, we're delighted to announce and bring the Fontaines to the So bill. First Aid Kit had to cancel um, for medical Yeah, for reasons. medical reasons. Yeah, They're yeah. Doing, not doing any of their shows this yeah, year, which this is summer, yeah. obviously a very tricky thing to deal with two weeks leading into the festival and very hard to get a replacement last minute. But the Fontaines were available and... Mm since the debut album it's just been amazing for them i think they sold out two vicar streets in a flash they're playing all together now Mm. as well which sold out so it's one of their only concerts in ireland this year where people can still go and see them it's your only chance to see them really yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's it's a huge it's a huge play for them it will probably be their biggest irish play to date they're playing second close on the main stage so to see an act progress from playing a new band stage last year to now be second on the main stage this year is a great thing. Yeah, it's really, uh, th- and their story particularly is very interesting because like you say, they 
huge it's like, meteoric rides yeah, yeah like going on um you american tv and all that kind of stuff you like just the absolute like powerhouse that's happened with trev on board as well like making it all happen so uh yeah i think it's really yeah. well deserved like i've seen them play over the course of the last year probably five or six times and it's a really tight show and the record is incredible for yeah. a band who are so early to bring something out which is so tight and well done is just merit to them all yeah and i think if there could be more kind of irish artists who are coming in at that level so early like the platforms are there and the paths are there for them like yeah the those it's been laid the road's been laid for years now for people to go down that route but it's great to see that meteoric rise so quickly yeah. and so publicly yeah. um, and, and it's good to see so many people respond to that band as well yeah um, and it's and band. it's cool for for irish music as a whole as well you know it's yeah. brilliant because it's all eyes are on us as a country now musically and i know we have been you know we're we're known for that worldwide but it's great to see there's you know it's shining a spotlight on lots of other bands that are here yeah. that that are equally deserving of, and other bands of, you have on the bill this year are kind the kind of bands who you know maybe in the past wouldn't have gone to that next level but now are the likes of saint sister say like play the olympia on their own you know there's bands that are doing making that effort to go a bit further and to put themselves out there and playing a bigger street show, you know, playing a, put themselves on and like going for it. And in, it's amazing to context, see. As well as yeah. the international context, yeah. you know. Yeah. All those bands, a lot of those bands you have. Pillow Queens as well. I was about uh, to say, yeah. yeah like just great bands, but also they're all now touring around Europe and, and the US and stuff like that as well. So a really positive. Yeah, and I think it's a lot of bands who are doing things their way. And that's great to see. I like think. Yeah. Fontaine's, Pillow Queen's, Kojak, Saint Sister, they're making their own decisions on what they want to do. And yeah. they're very much creatively involved with where they're going. And I think that's very important. And I think that's what gives them that chance to make that step up because they're not pigeonholing themselves. They're saying, we're going to go and do what we want to do. Yeah, sure. And like you said too, about creative control too, it's, it's, there's so many new things put in place that mean that you can, you can do it without just having to be with a major label. You can, you can get your own PR and you can work with your, and really maintain control over your yeah. own music and your own sound and distribute it yourself too. Um, so there's lots of, yeah. and that makes it more exciting, I think, from, yeah. from, a, you know, a music fan's perspective. Yeah, for sure. Um, so one of the one things you've always been good at for Binfoot is the night parties that come after uh, the main event. Um, I guess with your background as a, originally a late night club promoter. Club promoter, yeah. That uh, that sits well with you originally. Um, yeah, no, I think it's they're a really important thing for the festival in terms of we have licensing laws in Ireland that we have to close at quarter to 11, which it's the way it is here, but it doesn't mean people shouldn't be able to enjoy their yeah. night and see people in different spaces. I think there's always complaints from people that there's no big clubs in Ireland, there's no big spaces, but that just means when you have the opportunity, you can do something very interesting with the small spaces we have. Like last year after the festival, we had Fortet and Ben UFO and Flint Points playing Wigwam together, something which just wouldn't happen on a usual yeah. uh weekend so i think what we always try and do is just push the boundaries a bit with the after parties and put different people together in different spaces and make it reasonable for the people at the festival so 
they can enjoy that night. I think we're so much in the city centre as a festival. You're five minutes down the road and you're in a nightclub and yeah. um, you'll have a heavy head the next day. So, yeah, it's a it's a nice thing to add for the audience who are there. So the, you've got Midland, Joe Orbison and Peach in Tengu on the Sunday, which is... Uh, that's a pretty serious lineup. Yeah. And uh, it's, there's some good stuff happening. There's in the No Mercy Club. I don't know. Yeah, if so like... No Mercy Club is uh, kind of after parties that um, Boy Better Now Skeptas crew kind of pulled together. And um, actually some of Skeptas team who live in London are actually originally from Dublin. Oh, yeah. So it's for them, there's a bit of a celebration in coming home and doing a headline festival so they're doing a show in saturday night in opium and um, but obviously skepta releases his album the friday of the festival so i think it will be it's a bit of a party a, for that yeah. whole crew place be to be. yeah yeah that's good that's good with everything that's happened for for a pod in the last year like you can't really have a discussion about forbidden fruit without talking about the passing of john yeah um which you know obviously was a big surprise and uh very you know sad for everybody uh so anyone who worked in irish music was familiar with what John did and like you guys are here because of his legacy really and so I guess that's a hard thing I've I've we had a chat a while ago yeah uh, Will about like you know you kind of stepping up and you know you seem to be doing a, a good job of it you know you've had to you've had a lot more like for somebody who four years ago wasn't sure they were going to be doing this job you seem to be doing pretty well. I'm still not sure if I'm going to be doing this job <laughs> in four years. No, not, nobody knows. Yeah, that, that hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think I learned an exceptional amount from working with John. But one of the biggest things was to be confident in what I do. And yeah. I was given that freedom from 2015 up until now to express myself and do things in a certain pod ethos, um, which hasn't changed. And I think... You learn a lot about the reasons why you do this and you learn a lot of perspective on life when something like that happens, especially in a personal and professional sense. And yeah, it was a still is extremely difficult, but you take the positives from it. And I know what we're doing is being done for the right reasons and it's exciting. And you wouldn't want anything else than us to keep battling as independent promoters and yeah. putting on these shows because that's what it was about like providing festivals and providing something different to the irish market yeah. has been what part of done from the start and i think that isn't going to change because we have a very small team but a team of people who are very like-minded so for me it's exciting like we have some amazing events and we're going to do some new ones but yeah it's a I've answered the question, spoke to so many people about it. It's, there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. You just get on and like do what you do. It's, I, I think that's the best way to put it. The, um, the world goes on. Yeah. And when you realize that what you're doing isn't about you, that everyone's replaceable, yeah. that things can move on with or without you, that when you're doing them, you try and do them to best your ability and to actually say something or make something which is interesting yeah. it's like forbidden fruit and all those concepts of all together now and everything pods done over the years were amazing ideas but there was always lots of people involved but the there was somebody steering the ship there and it's just what's left is the that pathway for other people to come in mm. and steer the ship and put their ideas in place and i think that's a 
it's a privilege to be in that position and to have learned so much and be able to kind of pass, not pass it on, but keep doing it and keep creating things yeah. and do things for the right reason. Yeah. It, you, you mentioned a pod ethos there. Like what would, how would you define that then? Pod ethos would very much be for me personally, I think people might have different interpretations of it, uh, being independently minded being an Irish company and bringing up the standards in certain places in the industry, bringing new ideas um, and yeah, doing things just because you feel they're right, not doing things for necessarily always for profit, yeah. not doing things um, for ourselves to make ourselves look bigger or better, letting what we create kind of speak for itself, taking a back seat certain times and like know that we're privileged to be doing the job we have and yeah. to be able to create something so unique as music festivals um that would be a short summary i'm sure if you had all day there's yeah, probably a lot yeah, of yeah. other little yeah but you know it's just i think it's really interesting you know like the best way you can probably honor john is to keep doing what he was doing and and try and push things forward in that way as he was always very good at and most recently with all together now last year and you know obviously people responded to that so quickly because it was like the original idea from where he started with the picnic coming back again and doing it really 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 well and you know it's like that we talked about the maturity of festivals yeah and that felt like the maturity of the um the summer festival you know the camping festival there was a lot more going on there than, you know, it was in, at other festivals in the past. And uh, obviously people reacted to it by it sold out completely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you've got other plans for that as well, presumably coming up for. It's it's never going to be the same year on year. And that's one of the great things about it. And I think it's where potentially other festivals have slipped up. They've just been the same. Yeah. Um, I think. The old thing about it being a new picnic never sat well with me, didn't sit well with John. It's something new. It was mm. always going to be something mm. new. I was never involved with picnic. And to be honest, that reflection, nobody in pod wanted. We wanted to just do something new in an sure. incredible space because mm. um, that's what we've always done. We've I, think, I think that comes from just the fact that John was such a... Um, so linked to the picnic back yeah. in the day that you know and like it was his vision i think it's just a testament to his vision that you're like he's taking a similar vision and applying it um in a new way yeah i think in maybe 10 15 years the that history of picnic in terms of john's relationship and pod's relationship will, will be forgotten it will be all together now it will be what we've done in the last 15 years i think because it obviously it's a well-discussed and a well-known topic, but we kind of never let that get on top of us. We just wanted to go out and do something new. Mm. And I think that's all, was always his attitude. It was, let's just move on. Um, and I think that was the most interesting thing. It was, let's not try and recreate something that's already been done. Let's go out and do something new. And okay, everyone's going to compare and contrast. But I think the success of last year was, there was no compare and contrast. It was something completely new, a new site. I had some similar elements. And for people that would have went to early picnics, they could reminisce, but they were probably coming to something which was 
better than those early picnics. Oh yeah, absolutely. And more, like, more mature. So I think that's what I'm what I'm saying about the altogether now when you go there the first year it was like okay you know we talked about off mic around about glastonbury and how all of the original like if you think about the wave of festivals like the first wave of irish festivals yeah. like oxygen and all that had took their ideas from other places like glastonbury and then you went all together now and you were like oh right this is not the same as, as those mm. it's not like the lined by chip fans and yeah. all that kind of stuff you know it's like the maturity of festivals in ireland has happened so rapidly really but you know we're still catching up with there's loads of room for innovation in there as well, you know. I completely agree. And I think it's the maturity of Ireland in general. It's not just festivals. Those mm. standards which we're trying to provide at the festivals is what people expect sure. everywhere. Mm. You know, like, and people expect high standards yeah. in anything they do. And I think the music industry should be now different. And I think it's one of those places where there's always scope to be progressive and do new things yeah. and bring in new ideas from around the world and i think that was always from anything pod has done it was bringing in things from around the world yeah. but also bigging up certain irish aspects and that merging the two together to make something right yeah mm. and to bring in all those like you were you were referencing there all the different strands that go along with it and the expectations people have when they go to yeah. a festival it can't just be that you're going standing in front of a stage there has to be aside from having a, a brilliant lineup um, you have to have all those other elements that that people do expect yeah and, those expectations from a punter perspective are so uh like they're so greater than they used to be you know yeah like i was thinking back to yeah. like for me i remember going to oxygen and be like there's literally nowhere to sit down that's there's literally like there's a piece of grass over there that hasn't been pissed on yet yeah that's about <laughs> yeah. It, you but know? I, I think we with festivals you have a voice and an identity to actually communicate things to a lot of people so if you are willing enough and want to actually say something or do something progressive with it yeah if you if you can make something which people listen to, then you can do that. Like we last year with All Together Now banned all single-use plastic, eradicated from being on sale on site. Right. And that was a learning curve for us on how we managed that and do it. And then we were looking at this year, what's the next step? Because we could now use that as a platform for people to maybe change the way they think about purchasing things. And I think it's those extra touches where you realize that you're not just doing this to put a band on a stage and sell a ticket yeah you're doing this for a lot more sure so for you next week in the coming days like where are you at now i mean if it's all if you're starting to look ahead to the 10th anniversary what is your practical do you get to enjoy the festival in the same ways like other people like it's a totally it's your job so you know Jenny, know. you're being hassled by, by people like <laughs> myself. For, for do you know, I, I, yeah, I was thinking earlier, um, how much of the festival do I get to see myself? I, I definitely, once, kind of from around maybe eight o'clock onwards, I try and make it my business to be down and seeing all the acts that, that we've been writing about and that we've been super excited to see. Yeah. Um, so I do, I, I do really try. And a lot of times it's, you know, it's busy on site during the day and you're making sure that people are. You're in the, you're in the port cabin. 
I'm in the porter cabin, yeah, and yeah. it's as glam as it sounds. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm in there, and and uh, and then yeah, maybe around the evening time, I'll I'll try and have it all wrapped up, and then I'll be out um, checking out all the music. But yeah, usually daytime, it's it gets pretty busy. Um, but you know, one of my kind of favorite things is um, seeing all the people come in because you're seeing them, and you can see, you know, as Will was saying earlier about people of all different kind of ages, but they're all excited and they've all got something in their mind about who they want to see and what they want to do, and and seeing that coming in is really it, like it. It feels great because it's such a it's such a big effort, and it, it, there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes to make. Yeah something like this go ahead and then when you see the result and you see people enjoying themselves to that level and the excitement going in and the excitement coming out it's you know that's that feels really great yeah so uh will what about yourself you'll be running around the place as usual i don't know if i'll enjoy it as much as i did nine years ago um, <laughs> but no i do enjoy it it's an amazing experience being involved um, what will you be doing on the ground then? I, couldn't, I, could, I actually couldn't tell you because <laughs> the, the list is too long. I, I don't know. Actually, the weekend itself for me isn't the most, is never the most challenging part unless everything's going wrong, then yeah. it's quite challenging. Um, yeah, it shouldn't be challenging. It shouldn't be challenging. It should actually be quite laid back. Yeah. It's it's a time to see what you've been working on for just over a year, um, what's working and what's not. But it's again, it's the same thing. You're thinking about next year and what you can do yeah. and what you can do better, what's worked. It's it's very hard not to do that because it's never, the feeling is it's not the last one. It's not the end. Yeah, yeah. So you're always thinking about, is this working? Are, those, are people happy? Are people enjoying themselves? Yeah. If the sun's out, like amazing, because I think for been through in the last couple of years, we've been very lucky with the weather and it's always an amazing thing when you're you get to take a bank holiday weekend and go out in the sun and listen to music only a couple of feet outside your door literally i'm i'm not far away lads yeah i'm really not far away so yeah i'm, I'm very close yeah you just, great. you just walk in it's great <laughs> um so speaking of that were there any changes you made from last year that you implemented that like from experience from the last couple of years that you wanted to put in this year there's, anything you made a difference with? there's a couple of things on site in terms of We've added in a big, a new Ferris wheel, um, which is the biggest one we've had today, and it has panoramic views of the city. I think we were looking at a lot of the drone footage we had of previous years, and we were going, "Wow, city looks amazing," but nobody else can really see that when yeah. they're there. So let's put a big wheel in, and yeah. then they can see it. And I think from the success, we had a big wheel altogether now last year, and it was really popular because you got an amazing view of the site. And I think doing that in the center of Dublin will be a really nice touch. And then, yeah, there's a couple of new cocktails on the menu, like little things which people actually really appreciate if you yeah. bring the standards up on. So besides that, it's basically quite similar because um, you don't want to change too much to something which is yeah, working and people it. enjoy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so one thing I'm interested in uh, before I let you go is the idea that, uh, you know, musicians have been talking a lot about mental health as well. So with promoters and people who work in the back, you know, and you're constantly on the go, you're constantly going to places. Do you give yourselves time to relax as well? Are you able to take some time off after uh, next weekend, for example? So in, once Forbidden Fruit is done, are you just going straight into the next thing? 
I think the next three months or the next two months are quite intense, but I definitely took a lot of perspective from John's sudden passing last year in terms of the ability to take time away from work and work not be all-encompassing. That you need to have time for work, have time for yourself and have time for others because without some form of balance there, it's too much. It's, It's a very demanding industry for everyone. And I think if you if it becomes too blurred and it's all just the same thing, then you're kind of stuck in a loop. It's very easy to get stuck in a loop to go from one show to another show to another show because you could do that and 30 years later, you could still be in the same place. Because as I said, there isn't a final one at the moment. And um, it's probably the same for any musician or anyone who works in the industry. There's always another show until there isn't. And I think to know that and understand it and maybe take time away. And I think even probably four years ago, I or three years ago when we last spoke, I probably felt the pressures of it more than I do now. Right. Um, I've learned the perspective of end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It's like there's more important things that matter in terms of like your health, your family's health. Like it's it's a job, it's a, it's entertainment. It matters in terms of it's a voice and musicians have a voice and people in the industry have a voice. But in terms of, do you need to dedicate everything to it, all or nothing? No, yeah. like you could walk, you should be able to walk away from anything tomorrow and still be fine. Mm-hmm. It's like, none of it, all of us are probably tied to what we do incredibly, but the perspective is, end of the day, doesn't really, matter well that's my opinion it's like it matters to a degree but it should never be a situation where it dictates your life sure right Mm, i think it's i think it's so great how over the course certainly um over the course of the last couple of years how mental health has really been brought to the forefront because it is the entertainment and kind of hospitality business it feels like a 24 seven business and you're on call all the time. And like Will said, perspective is absolutely key. And it's something that I've lacked certainly over the course of, I don't know, you know, the last 20 years I've been doing it. And it did the first few years. I, I felt pressure too, because I thought if I don't answer that phone call that came in at midnight, or if I don't yeah. answer this email at 6am and it did, it took me me a long time to realize you you know you you can step back and guess what if 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 suddenly you have to be out of the picture for a week or two weeks um that's okay there you know you, you that's okay and that's the the most important thing and i find this year i took all of january off and it was the best thing the best thing i've done yeah. um and it does give you a little bit of light at the end you're like okay well as will said the summertime is busy but then wintertime gets busy too. Yeah. Uh, well, that so was then, it. It used to be just summer. Now, yeah, it's, like, now it's all year round. So. And now it's all year round. So that's yeah. what I mean. You have to find those pockets. You have to find it. Do, like, do it in the busy times. Yeah. Like do it when you're busy. Take some time away. Like take your weekend, take your evening, yeah. take your morning. Yeah. Like have time to yourself or like where people aren't talking to you about Forbidden Fruit or about the festivals. Like I think it's really important to not just do the same thing all the time. Yeah. Um And yeah, I think it's great that mental health has been become such a topic for people 
to discuss, but I think it should be more than discussion. People need to put it into practice. I think a lot of I people, think that's where we're at now a lot of that stuff. Yeah. People are like talking about it but they're not like really doing it. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's like all that's like all issues. Yeah. Uh sustainability and like people love to talk about things, but when it actually comes to doing it is a different thing. And I I think you need to personally be able to do it before you can I think you can talk about it, but you need to be able to do it for yourself. Mm. Like the only person who you can impact really when it comes to your own mental health is you can give time to others, but you need to have yourself. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And to, and to, to say no sometimes. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the Avicii documentary, but that for me, I was like, God, no, he, we, it it's, a, it's really is interesting. Um, yeah, it's new enough. It's over the, right. it's over the last month or so. Um, but it, that was really interesting because you can actually see there's a, there's a, a scene in it where he wants to cancel some shows and he wants to cancel promo. And what people don't realize, I think, um, you know, is that musicians, they're not only just on stage, performing they're also uh, you know there are huge demands on their time like okay we want to do an interview you need to do an interview for Germany you need to do an interview for Ireland you need to do an interview you're in your tour bus it's your only time to sleep but you're on the phone chatting and yeah. people like me in PR are the ones putting you in that scenario and it was interesting to see uh, um, Avicii is trying to cancel dates yeah. and and you can see he, it's a struggle because they're saying oh well, no you know maybe if you if you do this one date then and do and it was interesting to see that um it, it was it was an you know an eye-opening yeah. documentary um and one that i think is important for people to see and and to go right it is key to to take some time out and whether that's turning off your phone and putting on i discovered screen time the other day on my phone <laughs> and i have that comes on automatically at like 10 30 at night i can't access the internet on my phone and ah, that's the way that's but that's the way it has to be because otherwise i'll be yeah. sitting on my phone or i'll be on my computer or whatever i was saying my wife's very sick at the moment and uh, she has pneumonia and uh, i confiscated her phone yesterday and took it into work just your to, human screen time yeah <laughs> I was literally like, you can't have this because you need to rest. So, Do you uh, want to take my phone? But it's, yeah, but it's, it's right. It's totally. Yeah, it's, yeah you it, need it, to. Those, it, those are the extreme measures you have to do sometimes. You to have sure to. You are looking after yourself as well, you know. Yeah. So, and, uh, and when you work in a creative kind of industry too, you, like if you don't have time to let your brain take a little break from the business side of it, it's so hard to to see where you get to grab back that time to be creative and to write your music or to, you know, in whatever area of the arts that you're in, you have to be able to have a little bit of time yeah. to yourself. So before I let you go, um, just out of interest, uh, for an outdoor festival, do you pay attention to the weather? When, when when you look, it's kind of unavoidable, isn't it? <laughs> it's unavoidable. Like, are you stuck to the the like? But news just in, weather, my friends. Weather forecasts: <laughs> sunny for three days. Yeah, oh yeah, it's looking really yeah. good. But it's looking good. Yeah, you look at the weather because you want to tell people how great it's going to be, and if it's not going to be great, it's going to be great anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the weather's uncontrollable. Okay. It's out of everyone's hands. Great. It's like, phew. yeah. Yeah, it's going to be sunny though, so we're doing well <laughs> yeah, this year. Yeah, all we, good. We've, we've definitely given, Great. like, you heard we've, it here we've, first done, we've done something well to get to get rewarded. Yeah, okay. That's it. Forbidden Fruit is guaranteed to be sunny this year. 100% guarantee. Confirmed. Yeah. From, <laughs> yeah. We, we leave that there. All right. Thanks very much, Will and Jenny, for coming in. Thanks. Danny, thank you. Cheers.